Deadheads, we are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Your one-stop shop for everything guns, gear, training, and a lot of things that aren't that. So, appreciate you guys tuning in. If you didn't get an opportunity, make sure you go back to last episode. It was our second episode, third episode of the AK Corner. Which one was it, Jerry? You're muted. <laughs> was it the second episode? Just like you told me to. I think it was three, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I'm going to have to look now. It was. No, it was episode two. It was episode two of season three. We had uh, the guys from Aklas Defense on. We had Joe Moe and Charlie Watson. And we talked a little bit about everything. Uh, we talked about their new Sabre 360 can that they've got coming out. It's a titanium 36 caliber bore. And it's got the Delta baffle style design. Uh, and a few other things we talked about. So make sure you go back, check that episode out. You're not going to want to miss it. And, of course, as always, we had some rewards for our listeners. Did any of you guys win anything that episode? I can't remember. Somebody at the class had won, uh, I think, something there. Was it you, Jason? It was probably Joe. He wins everything. And <laughs> Joe. <laughs> he did this weekend. We're going to talk about that. So, uh, as we've been building up to the last few uh, months, we it was successful. We did it. We had the Talking Lead and 212 Training Group and Occam Defense Solutions uh, AK Concepts course here in Nashville, and it was a doozy. We had a blast. The weather uh, allowed us to, to go ahead and have that, and it was a good time. So, joining me now is... Jared Seagraves with 212 Training Group. Jared, welcome in. What's up, guys? Glad to be here again. Thanks for having us, Marty. So this is a couple of days after uh, the course. Everybody's had a had a little bit of time for everything to soak in and uh, simmer a little bit. So we thought we'd put together a show with the trainers and the students and just go over any uh, lingering questions or comments or you know, just kind of do a little review and uh, see what everybody thought. So we've got several of the students that are joining us. You heard from a couple of them right there. We'll introduce the other ones a little bit later. But also joining us, we have the instructors that were there with Jared. So, Jared, if you would introduce the posse. Yeah. Um, if you weren't there, you missed meeting two incredible human beings, and they're joining us this evening from uh, McKinney, Texas. We've got Aaron Keener. Aaron and I have been working together for a number of years, and uh, he's a phenomenal person, loves people, loves sharing knowledge, and, and he can also shoot pretty damn well, too. Um, and then uh, we got Mr. Kyle Moore from way out in Arizona. Nobody is really sure where Kyle lives. Um, BFE. And we went to Chick-fil-A the other day, yeah, and he didn't know what he wanted to way. order because he had never eaten at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> But Kyle Moore, uh, it's overrated. Uh, Kyle, yeah, Kyle and I first met um, at Red October nineteen, and uh, I I just realized very quickly that that was the guy to chase, and I uh, just sat back and watched him do his thing, and it was very impressive. So I wanted him to come out and and share some of that knowledge on how to run the AK, and he did just that. So yeah, yes, very happy did. to have those guys. They both did. They were both very impressive and. I uh, appreciated uh, you bringing them out and uh, enjoyed meeting you guys. So 
Thanks for joining us here on the AK Concepts follow-up. They're both muted. Yeah. Happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, we're going we're gonna, to, like I said, a little bit later in the show, we're going to get the uh, Q&A session with them, with the students. They're going to ask the students some questions. Students are going to ask them some questions uh, and just kind of just spitball some, some things. But we had done an interview during the, the course, and uh, – we went over basically what the course was about while we were there. And, um, that was with, uh, Kyle and Aaron and Jared. And was anybody else joining us there? No, that was just the three of us initially. Yeah. yeah just, we had a couple of students join. Yeah. We had a couple of students that were giving us their thoughts at the time too. So that, that's kind of why I wanted to do it too, is, you know, the questions and the comments that they were making, um, before the class was over, and just see how they may have changed or evolved uh, here a couple of days after, uh, as well as as things have had time to sink in. So it's going to be I think I think it's going to be an interesting perspective to to hear. Um, but if you guys uh, are cool with it, we'll go ahead and cut that interview in, and then also maybe joining us uh, Brian Keeney with Occam Defense Solutions. He was there. He did an armorer's portion uh, to the class. And uh, we did an interview with him while we were there as well. So we'll run through those two interviews. And then uh, at the end of that, we're going to come back and uh, we'll pick back up with the, the instructors and the students. So let's cut into that now. All right. So as you let heads know, I broke this up into two separate episodes. And the episode prior to this, uh, has those interviews that I was just talking about. So make sure you go back to episode 385 and you're going to get all that information. And then that's going to tie in with the rest of the show. So go back, check out 385 if you haven't done so yet. Uh, and then also, I'll take this opportunity, go and show our sponsors some love and support. Caltech Weapons, caltechweapons.com. Hit them up on Instagram, hit them, hit them up on Facebook, and let them know you're part of the Leadhead Brigade. If you uh, are using their products, if you've got their guns, got their Sub-2000, their KSGs, their PMR-30, uh, you know, whatever it may be, the new P-50, the uh, 5.7 chambered handgun that they've got out. We did an episode on that just a while back with Chad talking about that awesome uh, kind of retro-looking 5.7 chambered pistol. Uh, if you've got their products... Make posts on social media. If you have social media, tag Talking Lead, tag our sponsors. Uh, use these discount codes that we give you guys. Uh, that's the best way to show these sponsors that you guys are hearing about them, getting the message, using their products, uh, and post those. Uh, SEAL1, we've got the awesome code. Get 25% off right now with SEAL1. It's a clean, lube, protect, all-in-one product, so you're not having to use several different products uh, to clean your firearms. They are non-toxic, eco-friendly uh, based products. So uh, for your marine, your tactical, your archery, your shooting needs, SEAL-1 uh, can take care of that. Uh, I've even uh, put some on my car, used it as a little car polish, and uh, it's working good so far, so... Uh, Seal One, check them out. Use the code LEADHEAD, get 25% off any of their products. Uh, what's great about them also is that they, they come in several different delivery methods. 
So they've got like a, a paste, they've got an aerosol, they've got wipes. So whatever your preferred method of cleaning your, your firearms, you're not going to be disappointed. They've got it there at Seal One. Use the code LEADHEAD, get 25% off. And then Mission First Tactical, they're doing so much over there at Mission First Tactical. They've got the holsters. They've got the AR-15 furniture with the hand guards, the butt stocks, the muzzle devices, uh, the magazines. They've got 30-round AR-15 magazines. They just came out with the AR-10, um, the polymer magazines there for the AR-10, the 308 rounds. And you can use code LEADHEAD at Mission First Tactical, and you're going to get 20% off. And, of course, they are... That is where you can get the official Talking Lead dump trays and tactical wallets with our logos on there. Uh, we had some nice ones made up for this AK Concepts class that is kind of a, an, an exclusive that we did just for our students and instructors there. Um, but that's the cool thing about them is they can, if you've got a custom logo or something that you want to put on your magazines, you want to put on those dump trays, those wallets, your holster, whatever it may be, they can do that there. They've got this injection molded system that puts the ink in with the material. So it's not like an overlay that's going to rub off after a while. It's in there and it's in there for the life of your product. So go to Mission First Tactical. Uh, let them know you're part of the Leadhead Brigade on Instagram, on Facebook. And as you get those products in, again, tag us, tag our sponsors. It means a lot to our sponsors. And, of course, it means a lot to this show, keeping it coming to you leadheads each and every week, bringing the education. Founded in 2012, IWIUS is the USA-based subsidiary of Israel Weapon Industries Limited of Ramat Hasharon, Israel. The IWIUS line of products includes the Tavor X95, the Uzi Pro pistol and SMG, the Galil Ace line of firearms, and the belt-fed Negev line of light machine guns. IWI's mission is to bring the highest quality firearms with real world proven reliability to the U.S. commercial and law enforcement market. IWI U.S. are proud sponsors of the Talking Lead AK Corner and the Lead Head Brigade. Check us out at www.iwi.us and on social media under IWI U.S. Uh, so we're back you guys uh had an opportunity to see what the course was all about there get a little feedback from some of the students during the the training course there and then uh, we had brian come in and we had a special guest james yeager uh, was there he was there pretty much the whole time and uh, he dropped in and uh graced us with his presence on the podcast there so i hope you guys enjoyed that too so what i want to do is now we're going to introduce the students that are here with us. And I don't think any of them that were in that first interview made it tonight. Yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe did. He was, Oh, Jerry first. also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Joe yeah. and Jerry both. Joe and Jerry both. Okay. Good deal. So joining us, we've got leadhead Joe. We've got leadhead Jerry black, leadhead Jason farmer, also known as John Adams, the <laughs> third for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, and maybe somebody else will join us later. I don't know, um, but we'll see. We'll we'll add them in if they if they do. And then of course we got Jared, the trainers. We got Jared, Aaron, and Kyle. So, Jared, I'm going to kind of let you lead this um, because you were, you know, the the head instructor there. Just real briefly, 
just kind of remind them, go over the um, the course outline, and then we'll see what kind of questions or comments they've got that we did okay. day one, so, day two. Yeah, day day one was really about everyone kind of building a baseline, not only for themselves but for the weapons platform. And we we were limited at that at the indoor range. Royal Range was a phenomenal location. It was it was incredible. Um, the, the people were even better. Um, so we had a great place to work, but we were limited by that indoor bay to, I think, 18 yards. Um, so one would think in a rifle class that that might limit what you can do with a rifle, but, um, there's always ways to adapt and challenge yourself. And and that's what we were able to do. So day one was really about establishing baselines for the shooters and their performance as far as manipulating and just running the gun. So we we basically went over um, some zero process. We um, we got everybody dialed in, and then we did a, a quick little uh, kind of combat effectiveness test, running some up drills uh, back to about 18 yards, put them on a par time. Then we broke off into, into a little breakout session. So half the class went with Brian, half the class stayed on the range, um, I was jealous. I didn't get to go in and, and get a piece of Brian's brain as far as the, the weapon system goes. Uh, on the range, we went over just manipulations. We went over speed loads. We went over uh, proactive loads or tack reloads, as some people call them. And uh, then we basically uh, switched groups. Uh, then after that, we had our lunch break on day one. Then we came back and did just some more um, up drill manipulations working the gun, running the triggers a little faster. We did some rhythm and cadence work. And uh, then we finished out the day with a, a little competition, uh, basically doing uh, speed loads, uh, basically up drill to one shot. Uh, then you get the click indicating the, the gun is empty and speed load the gun and one follow-up shot. Put that on a par timer and Joe just hammered everybody. I mean, it was smooth and and awesome, and it was great. Joe's to watch a little that. sudden, isn't he? <clears throat> yeah, Joe just kind of <laughs> took everybody to the cleaners, and not only day one, but it was it was a lot of fun to watch, and everybody was just cheering him on, and 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 that's the great thing about these environments is they're all collaborative. Um, everybody gets along. No, it, whoever is is kicking everybody else's butts, everybody's cheering them on and loving it. So that was day one. Uh, day two was more about um, we added just basic movement in. So we, we had a little warm-up, um, did a little uh, par-time day two. We, we confirmed everybody zero, and then we put everybody on a 10-second par, uh, pushed everybody as far back as we could on the range. Now, what's a par? Okay, par-time being basically just a reference time um, or a, a goal. But in this case, we used it more of a reference time. So in this particular exercise on uh sunday morning we we had a one inch square on the targets and the goal was as as far back as we could work which was right at 18 or 19 yards we put a, a part time of 10 seconds on the shot timer so the drill was initiated with one beep 10 seconds later second beep that's your part time and the goal was to go from standing to a prone position and deliver five rounds into that one inch square at 18 or 19 yards and the goal wasn't 
to aim at that one inch square. The goal was to put those five rounds in that one inch square and you, you, we did have an offset to, to factor in there. So overall that was, we were blown away at how successful everybody was. And, and that's a little tough to do on a concrete floor because mm-hmm. building a prone position, getting a good solid mount on the gun and, and keeping that gun from moving, uh, is a little tough. That thing wants to kind of slide around. So anyway, that was our warm up for day two. Then when, again, we had the breakout sessions, um, one group went in and worked with Brian. Uh, I believe you guys, what did the fire control group in that setting? And, and I'm not sure what else you did. Um, oh, before that, before we even went to the range, we had a very, very interesting discussion on discussing on um, the relationship and the impact of both the shooter and the gun on accuracy and the factors that determine our, determine our accuracy with a given platform. Um, and that was a really interesting discussion. So then we went to the range and did that warm up. Then we did the breakout session. Um, the classroom was all about the fire control group on the range. We worked basic movement, um, uh, up drills, incorporating movement offline, forward, backward, right, left. And uh, then we did some shooting while moving, um, which was interesting. Then uh, we swapped out groups. We had our lunch break. We came back. We worked a little bit of handgun draw work prior to doing primary to secondary handgun, uh, primary to secondary transitions, transitioning from the rifle to the handgun. Uh, we wanted to get a kind of get an idea, a good baseline of how everybody performed on the handgun draw, um, just from a safety aspect. And once again, out of 15 people there, it was it was awesome. They rocked it. Everybody was rock solid on their draw. Um, then we actually did some reps of primary to secondary transitions. Then after that, uh, we moved right into a short discussion of target transitions, lateral transitions. Um, we wanted to go a little bit more in depth into eyes and, and how our eyes can track targets. But then we did a drill called quick, careful, precise, where we uh, did two to the head or two to the body quickly, two to the head carefully and two to the one inch dot, the evil little one inch dots um, on the targets. And you had to factor in your offset. So, uh, man, who won that drill also? Um, oh, it was Joe. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. So then we said, hands down, hands down. Joe, you sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so then to round out the day, we set up a two-two-four-two-two drill. A lot of you guys have seen that. That uh, you know hit the hit the world, the training world with uh, Haley Strategic Partners and Travis Haley, and he does it blazingly fast. But so we set everybody up for that. Went through a little warm up, a build up. And then we did that competition, and once again, Joe. Joe. It was Joe. It was close, and though. I, I think you had some competition on that one. <laughs> it, it was close. Um, it was close. Dan was a pretty damn close second, and uh, I think maybe Aaron was third, and <laughs> we were fourth and fifth or something. But uh, anyway, so that's just crash course. I tried to make that as short as possible. And- um, and just listening, I mean, you just went through the two-day course. It sounds like it would have been a week-long course with everything you just, you know, were talking about and covering. Well, so, and I we mean, you crammed a lot of information in in the two days, and then of course adding the armors course on there uh, on top of it really, 
you know, made it a, a full two, two days, full weekend course. We could have done three. I think a lot of them, a lot of students said, Hey, this needs to be like a three day, a three day course. But looking, looking back at all that and, you know, this is the first indoor range that you've done your, your training in. What would you do differently uh, using the indoor course again? What are, what are some things that you would improve upon? Aaron, what are some of your thoughts? So for the, the indoor, obviously, um, you know, being constrained uh, to 18 yards, I think we really maximized out of those two days. I think if we were to add maybe a third day, um, a lot of use of maybe cover and concealment. Um, we definitely did the moving and shooting um, uh, and, and just some basic movement drills on day two, which I think was great. But just expanding upon that, given the limited distance, we really like to run these AKs out to, you know, two and 300 yards um, uh, if we can. But without that, there's still a ton we can do um, cover and concealment wise and just expand uh, on that movement stuff. I think that's really probably the, the biggest piece in terms of changing what we did. I don't honestly, I think I, I think it's um, we, we touched on uh, quite a bit of the the manual of arms and, and some of the unique qualities of the AK uh, with speed reloads and, and tack reloads. Um, I think we, we really tried to maximize everything we could. I think the armorers course was really kind of an experiment uh, for us uh, having some breakout groups, but I think that allowed us to really maximize um, the use of the range that we had. So I think all in all, I, I liked how we ran the, uh, the, the two days that we had. Um, and if we could expand it a little bit more to, um, to maybe some cover concealment work, I think that'd probably be the next step. What about you, Kyle? Well, if we were to do it again, I think that we could have taken advantage of the, the indoor aspect and in that we could have practiced flashlight tactics without waiting for the sun to set. Um, now, obviously, that would be a lot more applicable in a three-day course, but that would have been to our advantage. I think the armors portion, had we done that at the very beginning, and had the entire class and ourselves participate, that would have been great. And really, I say that for selfish reasons. I would have liked to have sat in and, and right. heard what Brian Keeney had to say. But uh, that way, we could have familiarized the entire class with their platform before we ever stepped foot out on the range. But really, the, the Royal Range was an outstanding facility. And given what we were working with, I think that it went very well. Yeah, Brian gave an MIT-level <laughs> course there. So. Uh. I felt like uh, I was really out of my element because anytime Brian talks, you know, it's just like, yeah, he, he has a way of making other people feel less intelligent. I but he does, he, he does, he have doesn't a, mean to do so. He's just so sharp. And then when he realizes he's doing that, then he has a good way of bringing it back down to, you know, my level, yeah. kindergarten level. So. <laughs> ain't nobody else building AKs with hardware literally on Mars. <laughs> so what about, so uh, what about you, Jared? You got your, Two instructors' opinions there. Yeah, we, um, to be very honest, when Aaron and I arrived on Friday before Kyle got there, we walked out on the range and thought, man. But, you know, we just went to work and adapted, and, and we feel like we we kind of maximized what we could do there. And I agree with Kyle, and, and Aaron and I both uh, talked about this on Friday too, that, you know, if we had the time, that uh, we could have shut the lights down and and did some basic low light work, and uh, that's always good to do because people um, people kind of master those skill sets static and in 
ideal conditions and, and with the lights on and the lights go out and that changes everything. So um, that would have been. You would definitely an, need a whole other day to, to work that in. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, that's uh, just because everybody was just so saturated, you know, by the end of those two days and to throw, you know, that and the, the conceal shooting and, you know, that kind of, uh, I think they would, another day would have been perfect for that. To add all yeah, that. and and I can't wait to I can't wait to hear from from Jerry and and Jason and we and got Joe. all the J's. I just uh, noticed that <laughs> Jerry, yeah, Jason, and Jay. Got all. Look at that. But I I really am looking forward to hearing their input because you know looking back, we always go back and do our own after action and review and say what could we have done different. And the three of us have been you know even all this week we've been thinking about it and. We're always in the business of trying to maximize uh, what we can give out and do. And Aaron says I should actually stop and let people eat every now and then. Um, so we've always got the the throttle well, he eats to the eight floor times a day, to... you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, thinking about day one, talking about it, you think, oh, we just worked on fundamental stuff. Not that the fundamental stuff doesn't need to be visited every time, but, um, you know, that's why we love to hear input, um, from anybody attending our classes, because we, we want to make sure we're giving the consumer, uh, the best possible product and, you know, needs change and, well, let's and even do the that pacing now. of a class. Yeah. yeah let's, let's do go. that. Let's do that now. So, uh, the question, I'm going to start off with the question. It's, uh, so the build up to the class. Uh, I know that that Jason and Jerry heard us talk about it, and we started back in what September talking about it. October, yeah, I don't September, know. October, something like that. Uh, somewhere around there, uh, it was just kind of an idea at the time, and then it you know it grew and grew, and we talked more and more about it. Uh, as far as the way that we you know we kind of built it up, what uh, what were your expectations walking in, and versus you know what you got at the the end of the two days and we'll start with Jason um, yeah I, I was really excited to have so many people under one roof uh, we had a lot of a lot of talent there uh, um, not only the instruction but like they were saying the, the armors course with with Brian Keeney um, and we had a lot of, of people that just came and that were hanging out with us too like Jaeger and uh, we had right, had right. drew from Century Arms was there and some other people. And it, it was good just having everybody together. Um, I had some questions uh, talking to Andrew uh, about Century Arms. I had some questions for that. So we talked a little bit about some of the old school AKs, some of the, the classic AK kits and building and stuff like that. So it was it was a, a lot of information uh, and exchange of information going on in that class. So there was a little something for everybody. Um, besides the actual instruction on shooting the AK and, and, and the actual tactical uh, instruction that we were getting from 212. So it was, it was a good time for me just to be able to be able to talk to the other leadheads, some like-minded individuals. Um, it was just and the, the after the after action reports that we had at the end of the day, that was a big help to me too. That's something that, I haven't got in other classes. I've, I've took several classes here and there. Um, and that helped me a whole lot because I got to sit down and one of the students had, had made the comment that that amount of instruction, it's like drinking from a, 
from a, a fire, fire hose. hose. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of information coming at you at once. And, so, and at the end of the day, just to sit down for 30, 40 minutes, however long we were there, and just to recap everything that had happened was a big help to me. I got to actually sit down and take some notes down. Um, that way I can pick, go back to my home range and take some of the, um, some of the courses that we did, some of the, some of the strings of fire and, and repeat that and work on Do that. Some of those and, drills. Uh, yeah. Some of the drills. Yeah. Very good. What about you, Jerry? Yeah, I, I would say absolutely. You know, everybody thinks that when they come into any class that they've got a good grasp on, on the fundamentals and it, you come to a class like this and you realize that your fundamentals aren't really where they need to be. And, and it helps, it helps to be reminded of that. And, uh, and I, I will parrot the same thing with the after action. You know, I've never been to a course that did that before or, or where we actually sat down and then broke down what it was we were learning in that day. Um, you know, it, it's, and you all were talking how you kind of viewed that range as a downfall, but I, I would just say that from from my perspective, uh, as with a, in a rifle class, it's it's great to be able to see what the rifle can do inside of that short range zone, and because yeah. we, we can all practice long shots. And I will and say we, that they never said it was that. a downfall. It was they said it was challenging. <laughs> yeah, it, it was yeah, just yeah. it was something yeah. that we hadn't faced before and um you know I, I couldn't be happier with with how it went. It was just, you know, when you're used to working a three to five hundred yard range and you walk in there and think, Oh, I'm gonna run two day rifle. Wow. But but and, yeah, no, I, I that's great mm -hmm. input, Jerry, because most people don't really concentrate on that close range work. And we never would have guessed that you didn't have that whole thing planned out for days. <laughs> there's, there's no way we would have never would have known. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Damn it. <laughs> he can edit that. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add? Um, yeah, I got about three hours worth of stuff. Okay. We'll come back to you. So let's go to, yeah, let's, let's go to Joe. Um, to be completely honest, my expectations going in was the shooting part was just going to be fun. Like I heard about the class and thought, oh, that'd be cool. But, you know, I've taken multiple locals rifle classes and, and training at other large and well-known places. You can and, mention uh, them. You can mention well, them. Tactical response. I've taken fighting rifle twice. As, I'm an alumni which, as there far too. As, That's fine. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Repping the shirt. Um, <clears throat> but uh, when I heard that there was going to be the armor portion is when I signed up because I'm a mechanic by trade and I want to know how things work. And if it breaks, I want to know how to fix it. Well, after taking that armor's course, it kind of wasn't really needed because it looks like AKs really don't break hardly. So, <clears throat> uh, but uh, like, so my expectations for the shooting portion, like I really didn't have any, I just wanted to go have fun and I did, but this is also the first class I've taken that to me was more focused on your individual like skills rather than tactics or mindset. Um, and I learned a lot about what I could do, uh, that I'd never dreamed that I could do, um, in a short amount of time, probably because of, of taking a, of some other courses. Um, but, uh, like as far as expectations going in versus what I got out of it, just far, far, far surpassed anything I would have thought. And even if I, 
would have thought it would have just been the stuff that I've already learned. It was taught in a, in a way that was easy to pick up, even though like somebody said, it was like drinking from a fire hose. It was, it was explained multiple times from multiple perspectives. If, if somebody didn't understand it, there was, it was always explained to where everybody understood what was going on. And I, I've been to places where that was not the case. <clears throat> so, right. um, it, it blew my mind for, so I'm, I'm was very impressed and very satisfied with my purchase. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. It's great to hear. Yeah. So we'll we'll let the instructors ask some questions now. So uh, we'll start with Jared. Well, um, it's really awesome to hear your input because um, that's our goal is is to basically just give people, um, you know, your goals are our goals, and sometimes we don't know what our goals are until we get. You know, we start wading through the information and we get knee deep and then we realize, oh, man, there's there's a goal that I didn't even know I had. Um, and, and that's that's super important to us. Our only question is, what what would you want out of what are your goals for the future? Because we want to try and help facilitate that and help bring the information to you and, and help in, in any way possible. So we want we want to know what you guys want, because we. We can help bring it. We have assets. Um, we just, you know, want to know what the consumer wants. We'd love to do a, a low light class um, in that environment. I'd love to to go back to Royal Range. Uh, in fact, I'm I'm in the process of kind of talking back and forth with Art um, to do a, a multi day handgun there, in which we could do low light in that environment, and it would be phenomenal. So that's kind of on the horizon. But we want to know what you guys want moving forward and let's let's save that one for last because uh let's let's concentrate on what they did during the class of the courses somebody's got some bad static going on there jared you got a loose so connection Marty, if you don't mind i have a couple questions for the students yes please well so we'll start with joe we'll just get this out of the way joe have you ever run the 22422 drill prior not, to that, that is no, i have not and i have i have never ever shot that fast ever highly <laughs> impressive um, that's awesome but, but Jerry, what kind of AK were you shooting? Oh, I was shooting running the Century Arms. Or are you talking to me? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Jerry. Yeah, sorry. I was running a... I know what you're shooting, Jerry. <laughs> so yeah, you were yeah. running Century Arms, pretty pretty basic AK. Yeah, and I understand right. that you may have made a new purchase after that course. Yeah, I think I did. Okay, so During the course, yeah. Why why did you choose to step into uh, an ODS. What was it about it that, especially after taking this course, that you saw beneficial over a traditional AK? Uh, it, well, for for one, um, some some past experience with that with with my gun in in the heat that it produces off the barrel. You know, I, you know, I noticed I had gloves on because I had to have gloves on. And uh, one of the things for sure was uh, the way that's designed and the way it, it disperses the heat. So you don't have to worry as much about that, but it's much, much lighter than, than my gun is. My gun's a pretty heavy gun. Um, plus watching the way that it handles. And I know everybody has their own, uh, their own preferences with how they shoot their guns, but just watching all the different 
how many how many of them were there there i think everybody i think there were only three of us that didn't have an ods 17 yeah. in total yeah so you know watching watching those run and and seeing how much it, it, just in watching you can see how much of a better quality gun that is uh and, you know nothing against the century arms but i get oh, that cool. that's it and that's what i think i said that earlier in the class or later in the class that i had a what would be considered an entry level gun and that's great for starting and now that i've seen what what it can do i want to make sure that i have something that can do what it is that i want it to do that's awesome okay that's well put yeah hey kyle okay why don't yes. you ask the same question ask aaron yeah ask aaron what 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 he was running aaron what were you running Turn, unmute unmute I, I am the proud owner of a Palmetto State Armory. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have works. the exact same gun that you were shooting. It it works. It works like a champ. But but, uh, but if, you notice, for, if you notice for any of the drills that we did, what gun did I pick up? ODS? I, I, I picked up one Somebody of the else's. <laughs> I, yeah. Exactly. No, no, the, the PSA. I'm, oh, not, go ahead, I'm not poking. I'm, not, I'm just giving him a hard time because I've been ribbing him about getting an ODS. But a couple of times I picked up that PSA. In fact, the, the Sunday morning um, when we set ourselves up on that part time back at whatever that distance was, 18, and I plopped down and ran that thing as fast as I could. And I was really impressed with even how accurate the PSA was. Yeah, it, it runs pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it, all things considered. But I, I I don't compare it to the ODS. Like you know, it, it, they're in two different leagues uh, in terms of accuracy. I've ran those ODSs out to you know 300, and I've seen the accuracy on them. Um, I know what those guns are capable of, and I'm truly impressed. So I don't even put them in the same league. The manual of arms is is the same, uh, being the AK47 platform. Uh, but believe me, uh, Brian's going to get an order from me very very soon. <laughs> Well, and remember, Aaron, he, he stocks Tiffany Blue for you. Oh, that's yeah. actually, yeah, I was going to custom order that Tiffany Blue. <laughs> yeah, one of one of our students just ordered one and wanted it in Tiffany Blue. She's, she was a big hit there. So. She wanted it she in it. turquoise or something, and then he's like, I got Tiffany Blue. <laughs> yeah. She's like, ooh, exactly. even better. <laughs> what about the Mandalorian one that was there? That was pretty badass. One, the one that was Oh, the sound Charles. signature was incredible. That, that suppressor on that thing was just, uh, I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. He was running the OSS suppressor on there and that just, it sounded so amazing. I don't know if it was any quieter, uh, than the, the Sandmans that were on the line, but the tone was so much mm -hmm. better. It was just such a, such a soft, smooth tone to it. I, I really, uh, I, I'm taking a different look at those now. Um, may have been a little bit because we were indoors and, and uh, some of the echo and stuff, but uh, but I was really impressed with that that uh, that can that was on there. Yeah. You Jason, know, we, we should have taken advantage of that opportunity and checked the extraction pattern on that thing to see how much less back pressure is coming out of that OSS versus a dead air. As if you didn't have enough to do during that class, right? Jason, what what about you? What were you running? I was running ODS from Brian. Uh, I was using the Sandman K on mine. One of the things I really love about that rifle is the the top rail. The um, you you can you have a lot of real estate up front. You can the Merc run your lights on the Merc. You can um, you don't have to use that the wonky side rail like the traditional AK has. Um, 
I mean, those are just kind of bulky and, and it just modernizes the AK rifle. It's, it's almost making it as AR like as possible for the features, but having the actual reliability of the AK platform, it's a, uh, it's a great rifle. What happened to Aaron? <clears throat> Be back in a second. Okay. He's having a, they're having a bad storm right now. They're getting hammered by a bunch of hail. Oh, okay. <clears throat> we're, we're getting ready to have one here. I think aren't we Jerry next three, three days or so. So, um, Kyle and, and Jared, ask him some more questions. What do you want to get the info you want out of them? The feedback yeah, you're looking so, for? Basically, um, well, I'm, I'm back to my question you wanted to save for later. I mean, I, what are you guys... No, we're going to save it for later. That's, that's no, going to that's gonna be the last question. That's that's the good one to to end the yeah. session on. So, right. so let, me ask, be- let me ask this uh. question. So... Of the two days, you know, everything that we we went through there, I mean, there was a lot, again, the water through the fire hose, it's a lot to take in. What what came to mind as you were driving home or you got home, you know, over the last couple of days? What what was like one thing is like, you know, I wish I would have asked this. I wish I would have done this. What uh, what were those thoughts that were going through your through your head? And we'll start with Joe. Um, So... Uh, the, the big thing that was running through my head is how do I get faster for transitions, which may sound kind of weird to you guys. Um, but, uh, like the, the, the smoking Joe, (laughs) the the smoothness of the transition, the, the starting and the stopping and all that, that was the big thing that was running through my mind. And then I, um, I kicked myself in the butt because I had two gear questions I forgot to ask, um, which are what, timer do you do you the instructors recommend and what uh magazine pouches do you guys recommend well uh so i've got a packed timer and man i can't remember the the brand of the other little timer i have i've got two different timers the one i was using on the on the range was a packed pact they're like 130 140 bucks um the other timer i have has an RF capability and I've got a, they call it a big boy digital display. It's about a 17 inch digital display that the little timer will basically um, Bluetooth to or RF to. So you can put it down range where everybody can see it and it'll show your splits and your total time and stuff like that. Um, I'll bring that next time. Um, and then mag pouches and Kyle can add to this because he's running a, I think he runs a couple of little different things. And he's got a different timer. Um, mag pouch, the best one I've found as far as on the belt is a, a G-Code Scorpion. Now, I will tell you that a certain entity in Arizona starts with an H and ends with SP. Um, we are working hard. To Haley find Strategic, a, you can say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can so, say it. Plug them. Man, their, their product development is just crazy if you ever get a chance to get scottsdale and and go go look around hsp and see their it's just incredible what they're working on and we're working on um, a good ak belt mounted um, magazine carrier so but right now scorpion is what i prefer but you really have to run the bungee out and get it as loose as possible 
Um, it has good retention even even in that um, format, but going back in can be a struggle sometimes. So, um, all right, Kyle, back to you. So I'm using the Pocket Pro 2 timer. Um, I, I can't recommend it over any other. It's the only one that I've owned, uh, courtesies of my wife. Uh, but as for Mag Pouches, I do. I run a couple different. Uh, y- you didn't see my full rig when I was there. Um, more often than not, I'm using a Blade Tech Kydex holder, holster uh, on the front of my body off to the right-hand side. So do they still make are- that? No, there's some out there floating around. They're hard to find. Outstanding product. It's a shame that they discontinued that. Um, it's the fastest mag pouch that I've found for an AK. Uh, you don't get the drag off of the, the locking lug on the back that you do out of some of the other soft ones. I do run Scorpions on my left side. Uh, gray pouches, but the locking lug seems to tear them up pretty badly if you, if you do a lot of mag changes. Um, but the retention is good. They're a great pouch. Um, and then I don't think any of us ran a chest rig, the instructors, while we were there, which we probably should have. I know some of the students were running them. I, I know you were there, Jason. I would have liked to work with you on that because we, we stage our mags a little bit differently than what you would with an AR, or at least I do. Um, that was another just time issue, man. That was something we all yeah. just would have loved to have gotten to, but yeah. time. So, the Aaron, the question is, what uh, timer were you running and your uh, mag here? Yeah, <clears throat> Pocket Pro 2, um, out of the three – uh, top the top timers that I've ran. I think Pocket's my favorite. Um, I think Kyle, you were running the same one, right? That's that's what you run. But, yeah, that's what I have as well. And then on mag pouches, uh, Scorpions uh, are are pretty good. Like like Kyle said, they do get a little tore up over time, uh, but they're um, they last pretty. They last a, a little while unless you're running a ton of competition and just doing a ton of mag changes. So they last decent enough. The lugs on the AK mags are just, they tend to tear a lot of things up. So, um, Real quick, the other timer that I, I've got is the CED 7000, and uh, it has the ability to, again, display on the exterior display downrange, so it's pretty cool. People love that. Jerry, what's your question? Did that, did that answer your question, Joe? That- uh, yes, that was, that was great. Thank you, guys. Okay. Cool. Jerry. I would say that my my biggest question is, you know, now that I'm going uh, upwards with my AK, uh, other than a Bakelite, what what magazines tend to be the most reliable with that? Uh, I'd, I'd love to answer that if you don't mind there, Jared. Go. Well, so I think everybody's going to jump at the opportunity to say Bakelite, Bakelite, and they are fantastic. Can't dispute that. Uh, but at this point in time, they're very expensive. And to go practice mag changes and beat those things up, up is very much a shame. Um, I, I think that the Circle 10 Bulgarian waffle mags are awesome. But really, best bang for your buck, and, I, and I've got to just throw this out there, U.S. Palms is one of my sponsors, but truly, those magazines, yeah. bang for your buck, are really hard to beat. They're, they're outstanding mags. You know, the first box that I received, I took them out and beat the snot out of those things just to make sure they would work. I have yet to have one fail and they're so tanks. if you're going to go out and you're going to train bombs are they're tanks. tanks they're awesome mags. Yeah, they're good mags they are but and, jerry if you're going to put the kirkham shelf on yours it won't take the u.s palms you're going to have to use the bake lights or the mag pulls or uh, one of those other yeah, or break out the belt sander yeah yeah but um so that's true 
But uh, yeah, if you're going to go out and practice and beat those things up, it is a shame to take a hundred dollar bake light and go drop that thing on the concrete a thousand times, you know? So it really, Jerry, I, I'd recommend getting a couple different mags, get you some, some mill spec mags that you can throw on your kit, ready to rock, and then get you some, some U.S. Palms. Or, or there are other manufacturers that are within the same price range, and I'm sure are good mags, and, and take those out and, and hammer on those things. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, Kyle, you made a video at one point, I think, where you had a fully loaded U.S. Palm. There was snow and ice on the ground, uh, so it was you know had to be in the mid-20s, and you were, mm -hmm. you were dropping that fully loaded U.S. Palm mag on the concrete, trying to see if you could get it to fail and crack and, and it held up. I mean, I, you were, you were throwing it down and, and that was pretty telling as to how tough that thing is. Yeah, I, I was, I, I won't represent companies I don't believe in and I want to make sure that I wasn't misguiding anybody. So I did exactly that. I took them out and, and I let them sit outside overnight, you know, in freezing temperatures before throwing my concrete. I've run them over with my truck. I actually shot one. That one didn't work when I was finished. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have beat the snot out of those mags. And I'm, I'm really impressed with them. Best bang for your buck, in my opinion. But, yeah, the bake lights are fantastic. We can afford them. And the, and the Bulgarian Circle 10s are also very good mags. But they're, uh, they're getting up there in price as well. Very cool. Uh, Aaron, you got uh, any tips for them? On magazines, <clears throat> I, I couldn't agree with Kyle Moore. I don't think it's just the magazines was your question. What uh... – you State your question agree. again, Jerry. You're muted. Yeah, yeah. I was talking specifically magazines, but oh, okay. you know, my bad. You know, any 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 helpful hints with with outfitting the the ODS is more than welcome. The the only thing we didn't get a chance to dive into a little deeper that I typically like to, we were just constrained on time, is sling setup, and that's um yeah. a little bit um individualized we did a crash course i think i had i think jared gave me two minutes <laughs> to, to to do just a crash course and just an overview of some concepts um but typically we'll like to to talk about setup a little bit more with the ak platform um it's not as universal with your uh sling mounting points um so you got lots of options and adapters and things like that um but that's one of the things that that we would love to um to help you out with jerry uh, is just make sure that uh, we got a, a sling that works for you and your your body type, your positions, and and uh, and, and your mission. So. What I what I would like to see is um, added to your course is like the sling manipulations, because I notice that you guys, you know, you'll run it depending on what you're doing. You'll have your sling in different positions. You'll unclip it. You'll clip <clears> it. You throw it back over your your shoulder. You tuck it back up, back under. So I'd like I think that would be a good curriculum to add to um, the course as well. It's just my input. It was actually on the the planning uh, list. Three days, man! I'm telling you, three yeah, days. Oh, I, I think do three when days. We started when we maybe when we came back after lunch on Sunday, we had talked about uh, Sunday morning driving to the range. We literally made a list of of things we had hoped to cover Sunday, and then by midday we were trying to prioritize and and cut things out of there that we just didn't have time to do and that was one of them i mean aaron literally he has a phenomenal um presentation on that and will will basically cover more than you can ever yeah. absorb yeah. we'll have um, to look at doing uh, maybe a an, an intermediate course and then an advanced course maybe you know something like that what about you jason uh while, while we're on the subject of slings uh one of the 
issues that I was getting into running the chest rig. Uh, I'm a little bit unique because I shoot rifle typically uh, left-handed and I shoot pistol right-handed. So it makes things a little bit complicated. Yeah, that's um, that's odd. <laughs> it's, you're you're I'm odd. A, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I'm, a, I'm an odd guy. But, um, what, that's what exactly the, what I do as well. Oh, okay. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm not the only odd guy, I guess. <laughs> um, but w- one of the issues that I was running into is getting tangled up in the sling. So I had to kind of uh, slip out of the sling. Aaron was kind of assisting me with just slipping it over just my head mm-hmm. and over my neck. So I'm not wrapped in it around my arm. Um, and that, that helped to do that. Um, it's, it's not as comfortable, um, when you're moving, but, and just the weight, I guess, of, of the rifle. But it was, it was something I was able to do when I got up on the line, slip out of it, of the actual sling. And I could, I can move, a little more freely that way so it was one of the things that kind of made things complicated and that's another reason i was running the chest harness is because i had my sidearm to my right side where i would have drawn uh my ak mag if i was running the mag pouch or something like that it would have been on the right side too so it makes things a little bit so little if bit you're shooting your rifle left-handed and your uh, pistol the opposite this it seems like your sling throw would go into where your your gun is uh, if it, you're running can, your sling right. It can and and it can get tangled sometimes in the chest rig with the sling. So uh, Joe actually kind of helped me out a little bit with that. He had a, a spare sling that it, he was using or wasn't using at the time, um, but it was a little bit slicker. It was I think uh, one of the Magpul MS ones. I believe that's what it was. One yeah. of Joe. Correct. So it, it was. It gave me just a little bit it was a little slicker material. It didn't catch, uh, around, around my shoulders much. So it would actually slide on my body a little smoother and it helped with the transition. Um, so I, I guess my question to the instructors, is there something I should look into doing a little bit different with the sling setup or would it be better for me to run a single point in that situation? Um, just some feedback from, and and hold on, I think Eric is with us too. Eric, are you are you joining us? You're muted if you are. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we're we're we'll come to you too and ask your uh, get your question too. So go ahead and mute yourself back. Okay. So so Jason, uh, just in terms of slings, so it's it's a little tricky to to go in depth without uh, without some sort of demonstration with the gear on us. But I would say. Um, you do have a unique scenario having your your uh, secondary on your right side and a chest rig. So um, I mentioned this very briefly in class, but um, uh, single points are great for mobility, moving the rifle around and switching shoulders and things like that. But they they're less stable on the fire or keeps the firearm less stable. Um, so if you're moving a lot or running or, or those types of things, and you want it to to stick to your body a little bit better. Um, it's um, it's not as advantageous. So single points are typically for uh, what we what most people would consider direct action. Uh, if you know you're going to get in a, uh, a scenario where you're really going to have to run that gun hard, single points are awesome. Um, but uh, you can do it with a two point as well by swimming out of it, like you described. So having that two point set up and then just swimming out of it. Like you said, a little less comfortable, but allows you to be a little more maneuverable with that uh, with the rifle. 
Um, in terms of your chest rig, that adds another layer of complexity. We have to kind of take a look at that specifically. And uh, chest rig offer a little bit more of a standoff when you run a single point. So if you are running single point or you choose to run single point for that maneuverability of the weapon, that's great. And you have um, that chest rig that pushes it out a little bit so that you may try single point. Um, and when we do single point, we like to have it at the back of the at the back of the receiver. We don't like running single point on the back of the stock. Um, so the, just some things to keep in mind, things to experiment with. Everyone's got their different preferences. I, um, I run two points and single point, um, and, uh, and I do switch back and forth. And I'm very, very fluid with, with both types of sling, sling positions because everyone's got some, some different preferences. And uh, we could probably spend another hour talking about the pros and cons of dual versus single versus you know, if you are running dual, which point? We'll get into that on the next AK corner. <laughs> Love to. We talk about competition shooting. Uh, yeah. Jared or Kyle, do you guys want to address the the sling question? Either one no, I, I don't. I think uh, Aaron did a phenomenal job. And, again, we could go on and on and on about this. Uh, what do you think, Kyle? Same Quick thing. question related to that while okay. we're on Jared. Yeah. Um, I noticed you were running a convertible. Is, yes. Instead of just jumping to a single point, would that be a better option? Like, hey, I know so, I can use a two point. I like options. Um, and if I can run that sling where I can run it in single point when I want to and convert it to, to two point, that that's my ideal setup. If I pick up a gun like my, my ODS 1775 pistol, the way I've got it set up right now is only a two point. I'll just swim out of the, the two point um, like Jason was talking about. But if I can set my gun up in in that fashion where I can convert it from a single point to a two point very quickly and efficiently, uh, which takes practice, that's my ideal setup. I'm, and we I think we all agree as as far as Kyle and Aaron and I that um, sorry, the stupid things dinging like crazy. Um, that's Brian trying to join us. If you run, if you run a two point, learn how to run it. If you got a single point, learn how to run it. But if you know, if you're going to run a sling on a rifle, you need to know how to run both. Because what if you have to pick up a rifle that is only a two-point setup? You've got to be able to run it. And slings, a lot of people will buy slings and just throw them on their gun and never really learn how to use it as the tool that it's intended to be. It is life support equipment. It is going to keep that rifle very close to you in any situation, and that's it. So learn how to run them both. And, yes, I like convertibles. And, and while we're on that, just one last thing. So – there, if just for the listeners out there, um, the ones we like to run are the Haley Strategic, um, the Haley Strategic Sling. They're fantastic, two to one. Um, they and then I like the Blue Force Gear. It's called the two two one. It's a similar design um, that can be convertible. And I know Magpul has one as well that uh, that works really well. So just a few options for the listeners. We're trying to get Brian in here, so stand by. <clears throat> So let's go to let's go to Eric now. We've got uh, PPRN. Eric has joined us. He was uh, in the class as well. Eric, welcome in. Hey guys, I was just wondering. Um, I noticed that most people was on the um, ejection port side of the gun. I was wondering why that was instead of on the other side. You cut out just a little bit there. What? I'm sorry, you cut out there. Yeah, what were you asking about the ejection port side? 
I was noticing most people were running the rear of their sling on the ejection port side of the gun instead of the <clears throat> other side of the gun where like the um, rail would be, the optics rail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the reason we do that is if you were to run that as a right-handed shooter, if you were to run it, say, on the left-hand side of the weapon, when you go to throw that up, that's going to be directly beneath your cheek. Whereas if you scoot it out to the right-hand side, when you present the firearm, it it naturally drapes away from your face. Um, So if you're running a two-point configuration specifically, that's that's why, myself anyway, that's why I run the rear mounted on the ejection port side of the firearm, the right-handed side. Yeah, it keeps the sling out of the way of your shoulder, really, and out of, out of your face as well. Um, so you're not mounting, you're not mounting the stock or the brake um, with the sling on it. Um, it's it stays out of the way a little bit better. Uh, but it, it does come down to personal preference. I do know people that have uh, that that prefer mounting on the inside just because they feel like it it uh, feels better when it when it hangs on the sling. So it's a little bit of personal preference there. That's a good question, Eric. Very good question. Uh, so Brian has Mind if I joined chime us in for now. A second? What's that? So one of the things, to, not to steal limelight or anything, um, one of the things that I've made me switch from the left to the right side is when you do a shoulder transition, it's less likely for your sling to try and choke you. Yep. That's a good point, too. Uh, so, Brian, are you in? Are you here with us? Yes, sir. Can you guys hear me okay? There yep. you are. The man, the legend himself. <laughs> so, so uh brian did an armor's portion uh to this this ak concepts course kind of threw it in uh last minute it's not something that we were planning on in the beginning but it definitely uh, added to the class and uh, it's one of those things that we would have missed had we not done it so i think it should be like an essential part so brian um, I've, I've already cut in our interview that we did there. So you talked about what all you were talking about during the, the class already. Um, what are some things maybe that you might have done differently? If we were to do this again, what are some things maybe that you would do differently, uh, for the armors portion of this AK concepts course? Well, it was nice to get to do it twice. Cause we figured some stuff out. I, I frankly thought that, um, Fire control group installs and bolt teardowns were going to be review for most folks and that we would, um, that people would be able to help each other through it. And uh, that turned out to be a really bad um, assumption. And so, um, which is no knock on anybody except me. Um, So, yeah, uh, in the second, um, in the second run on fire control group, um, I ended up having people figure out how the fire control group worked on their own. And um, so in the second run of, of students through the fire control group, um, instead of having them tear down and rebuild, I had them figure out how the mechanism worked. Because if you understand the, the how and the why, um, everything else becomes a lot easier. And that ended up being really cool to see. Um, I know that there are vast differences in mechanical ability and, you know, intuiting how, how machines work. And so having people figure that out and help each other in just talking about things like that, the hammer coil, the hammer spring is also the trigger spring and have people understand those linkages and then how the safety actually engages 
um, for sure, I would start with that. I think a little bit of um, preparatory materials for folks would be good for next time so that they've seen the material once by the time they get there. And um, yeah. I think that's what we'll do differently. And um, But I think that those two skills are, are absolutely critical. So, um, yeah, I think it's just I'm going to continue to chew on it. But uh, meeting people where they're at, I think, would be the good bumper sticker for that. Yeah. So, uh, Jared, this is the first time you've added something like this to one of your, your training courses. What, uh, especially for like a beginner's type, uh, you know, AK course, how essential do you think the part that Brian brought to this, uh, would be going forward? Well, when, when you understand how your tool works inside and out, it makes you a lot more confident when something goes wrong with it. Not that things go wrong with the AK very often. Um, but you know, like I'll, I'll move over to another platform in the AR platform. When we talk malfunctions, we literally take the bolt out of the gun and we go over how the hammer interacts with the bolt carrier group and the firing pin and how the ejector and the, uh, extractor work to move the, the spent cartridge out. And it's amazing guys that have been shooting those rifles for years don't realize the nuances and, and the mechanics of that. And it, it allows them to better understand how to diagnose and clear those malfunctions when they occur. So I think it's it's absolutely phenomenal to even just start a rifle class with that armor's block. And especially the AK, because in our community, you know, the AK, well, I mean, if you're an AK fan, you're an AK fan. The majority of the firearms industry here in the U.S., it's foreign to them and we're trying to change that because it's so such a phenomenal platform and again if we had three or four days we could just make this that much better um so i can promise you we're all going to be putting our heads together to figure out the best format in which to present all of this to students the consumers the shooters um the lead heads the community out there so that it's it's digestible and efficient and effective and and that's what we're going to do moving forward but for a first run we, we did pretty damn good wouldn't you say <laughs> oh yeah we did. and right. again it just made our range work go so much better because we were able to split the class in half and just keep rocking and nobody was standing around waiting and it was just work 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 and uh, i think everybody appreciated that so brian hats off to you you made it you made it rock well i had a blast and um yeah it was it was uh that's the first time I've taught AK stuff to a group like that. I've taught other things in the past, but um, the students were were really all about it, and enthusiasm grew over the time as opposed to shrinking, and so that was really heartening as well. So big thank you to all the students for, for helping me to help them. You know, I said it in class, and I, and I really meant it. I mean, we are amongst a living legend. Brian is going to go down in history as one of the most – innovative especially in the ak rifle platform so it's going to be those stories that you tell your grandkids about that you you know you got to meet brian keeney and i'm not i'm being serious dude i'm not i'm not fucking around I'm being serious so let's well, go around you. that's kind of you to say let's go around and let's get some uh some of the the students questions for you brian uh we'll start with jason um my question is if there's one thing that 
will break or might possibly break or cause an issue on an AK, what's the most likely thing uh, it, that you think might might cause an issue with the AK platform in general? I think the operators uh, far far more likely to break than the gun. In all seriousness, um, the you know if we're taking ammo out of the equation. The single most common failure mode, in the, and for the AK anyway, is foreign matter getting into the gun. And so while there are, and that's my, my off-the-cuff response, I don't have a statistical one for you, but um, a lot of the training I've, been, I've done has been in mud and sand. And um, while the AK does a very admirable job of clearing foreign matter, if you get a rock in your chamber, that gun will go down. And so um, other people's brass getting into your action, um, that's a real thing. Um, any kind of debris, um, you know, if you plug the barrel, if you go down hard, um, that's a real thing. Um, can I laugh see. a little? What's that? Sorry. Can, can I chime in real quick? Yeah, go for it. And it's real quick. So. The biggest thing that we saw cause malfunctions this weekend was magazines. Magazines where the, the, the follower was not doing its job and tilting and binding up. The second thing in realistic application of out in the environment is people uh, running left side of barriers or hard angles or vehicles and the damn charging handle reciprocating and hitting, a, hitting an ex exogenous object and causing a stoppage or a short cycling and causing a, a malfunction. Yeah, that, that makes great sense. And, and training for that is a good thing. Um, there are a lot of ways to induce those. They're not for the faint of heart, but, um, at, uh, tactical response, for example, they'll take a, uh, I'm not going to say how they do it. It's a, it might be there. There are ways of inducing those kinds of malfunctions and getting a gun good and jammed up um, and then learning how to clear it is, is a deep skill um, and one worth at least investigating enough so that if you run across it, you'll be able to deal with it. I'm sure a lot of other schools handle that too. Um, but yeah, that left side charging handle, particularly if you are um, changing mags or running left-handed, um, and in glorious communist Russia, there are no left-handed people but all of the Russians that I've trained with, which isn't many, run their left side as well as their right, I would say. And um, so they do a very good job of knowing how to run the gun left-handed. Um, that's also a good skill if you become injured. Um, that's one of the most common places to be injured is in your hands. Um, as, I, as far as I can tell, for two reasons. They're in front of your center of mass, and also they're holding the thing that the bad guy is the most scared of. So they key in on it. And what, what we see in everything from mountain biking to shooting is what you focus on is what you tend to hit. And so especially in force on force classes, your hands get beat up the first out of anything. And so knowing how to run that gun one handed, left handed is a big deal. It was that Jason's But in course. terms of like carrying spare parts, the only thing I'd carry is lube, lube and a punch. You that's know, that's, that's, <laughs> uh, I had to do it. 
Sources, you know any good sources of lube out there, Brian? Uh, you know, we sell a lube system called Occam Lube, OccamLube.com. Um, it is more the, dis, the it's the dispenser. Um, we we try not to make it out like we sell snake oil. The black lube that we sell is is blows the doors off a lot of brands, but um, bacon grease, 10W30, um, just bacon get them wet, grease. keep them wet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, you know, I'm all um, about that, but I don't want to waste it on my gun. I want to use that. Well, you know, GIs, recipes. I think it was either World War One or World War Two had like different uses for spam. Yeah. And, uh, that was one of them, it, wasn't it? They were, yep. And they were waterproof in their boots. They were oiling their guns. And so I really mean it. Anything that, you know, is, that is one of the beauties of that gun is it is not picky. I'm not that saying bacon that grease smells fit. good when you're shooting it on that AK. Heck, you know, I might start to do that at events. <laughs> Just because it smells good. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm dead serious. I mean, that's going to bring people idea. over to your booth. They start smelling that bacon cooking. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm with it. Genius. I love that. Mm -hmm. I have to start trying that. So let's go to our next question. Uh, let's go with uh, Joe. Joe, what's your... Well I just want to chime in on that last thing there. Okay. Like, yes, we just asked a firearms manufacturer... Um, what causes malfunctions and part of that response involved what they personally saw in training. So for anybody that's listening, if who you're buying a gun from doesn't involve that part, that an that part of that answer to that question, you bought it from the wrong person. <clears throat> Good point. So, um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know that I have a question really. Um, <laughs> Nothing for um, the Pythagorean uh, theory or, you know, any of that, the, <laughs> and now I, I, I felt really stupid in class when I didn't really pick up on that because I've, I've always been kind of a mathematician uh, in, well, kind of a mathematician, obviously. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. No, I don't. Uh, the, um, well, you think about it. We'll go to Jerry. Jerry, what, yeah. what do you got? Hey, mine's, mine's really, really simple. The, uh, the stuff that you showed us in class, the, 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 the training that you showed us in class for breaking down. Do you have videos of that available? I just shot them this weekend and we will be releasing them as part of our online manual very soon. And so, yeah, absolutely. Um, we were talking about that in class and, um, that this is the kind of thing to, uh, do five times, um, with, with a computer in front of you and slowing it down and, um, yeah, thanks to the guys at Tactical Response and Nate Garrison for uh, doing the filming and letting us use their studio for that. Nice. We shot it in 4K, and uh, we'll be downsampling it for 1080p, but the point of that was that it's going to allow us to to select any quarter, you know, zoom in by, by 4X and get a really high-res view picture. of what's going on. Yeah, yep. that's going to be awesome. Yep. Or, Jerry, yep. you can just come over to my house and uh... – I'll run you through it. <laughs> you know, doing um, doing that with a buddy is actually kind of a really good idea. You know, and and again, make sure your gun's clear. You know, but walk through it and um, study groups are a real thing. So you'll yeah. you'll get part of it, and your buddy won't, and vice versa. Brian, do you have any questions for the students? Um, what? would if if they've been if they were pondering something that they didn't understand and still don't understand i'd love to know what it is 
And if there is a way to present the information that I presented a better way, I'd like to hear what that is. And who wants to go first? Chime in. Don't go all at once. And you, instru- the instructors also, Kyle, Jared, uh, Aaron will be back, I guess. I well, Brian, my only suggestion would be to bring some toilet paper with you next time we're talking about Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> if you really want to drive that point home. <laughs> oh, I understand what he's saying. I didn't yeah. get it for a while. Yeah, the the place where I everybody, uh, especially if you hate math, <laughs> Google the Pythagorean theorem. Look at the Wikipedia article. There is a graphical proof proof of the Pythagorean theorem that involves no equations. And for those of you with kids out there, especially, I have never seen this in the institutional educational system, which for which I have very little love. Um, so you're not, a, you're not it, lemon party in this here, right? No, I'm not. This okay. one's clean. Okay. But where I saw it was in the, <laughs> the bathroom of the science la- library at the hippie university. I went to somebody had reproduced it in permanent black marker on the wall tiles. And I didn't believe it when I first saw it. And I, I was on the throne there doing, doing my calling and uh, looked over at it and went, son of a gun, and started made a little measuring tape because they used the, the small, maybe one and a half inch or two inch diameter tiles as tick marks. And I went and measured myself off some toilet paper and saw very clearly that the proof had to be true and you could prove it with toilet paper. Huh. And if you, it, it just, you didn't even really need to do that, but it worked. No um, bathroom party tricks from Brian. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Very good. Uh, what, what about you, Kyle? You got any, anything for Brian? Oh, I got a whole list for Brian. Well, uh, we'll get into that at a later date, but okay. no, I, I did want to thank him. You know, for building all of us. I think everybody on here will soon, with you, Jerry, will soon own one of his ODSs. And I can tell you personally, as an AK guy, I, I don't know or have never seen anybody put the attention to detail into that platform as Brian Keeney has. And uh, I think Aaron chimed out there for a brief minute, but he got a brief private armors course. We got back to the house that night. And, uh, Brian went quite into depth about rivets and trunnions and, and a bunch of other stuff. I'm not sure he touched on during class. Um, and, and he cares. He genuinely cares about the products he's building and, and what the intended purpose for those is. So I would like to take this opportunity to thank him for putting that attention to detail into what something that is typically considered to be a very rudimentary and, and rough platform, right? It's not nearly as refined as an AR, but Brian's are. So thank you. Well, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And there's a lot of other good builders in the U.S. who are making real art. And uh, I do it a particular way that's my way, but there's a whole bunch of other guys that are doing it other ways that are gorgeous. Um, so um, at, at, at the risk of making it sound self-effacing, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, lots of good people who are doing lots of good stuff right now. Eric, did you have any questions? I forgot you're on here. Sorry, buddy. No, I didn't really have any questions, but i just really impressed with Brian's guns. I haven't seen many AKs brought up to that level before. You're breaking up, buddy. 
Okay, I was just saying that I was impressed with Brian's guns, um, the attention to detail. I haven't seen that on any AKs before. Um, I was wondering how well his rail system bolts on to, say, like my gun, like a Palmetto State Armory. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, if you go to OckhamDefense.com slash install, I-N-S-T-A-L-L, you'll be taken to a whole series of videos. Um, the, the one in particular that I would point you to is the video also on YouTube uh, called, but it's the top one on that page there, will the Merc fit my gun? And it uh, takes you through a process with a digital caliper from Harbor Freight where you can check really quickly to know whether your gun's a good candidate or not for, uh, for a Merc install. Yeah, I, I, Brian, I, did, I went to that, that website. It looks like uh, YouTube has one of your videos age-restricted. What's going on with that? Um, <laughs> lemon party. Yeah, right. Probably. Well, yeah, I wasn't aware of that, but I've started uploading videos. You know, it, it asked me the question, is this okay for kids? And, uh, while I think they are, I, I think they would disagree with me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mark them. Yeah. Mark them is not for kids. They do that to me too. And I don't even do video. It's just audio. Yeah. Hey, Hey Brian, are those on full 30 yet? Uh, actually Nate is downloading all of our YouTube videos right now and uploading like as we speak right now and um, working on uploading them to full 30. Awesome. And, uh, so yeah, very we're cool. very much looking forward to getting going on that platform and away from people that hate us. And uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to divest as much as possible from, yeah, from working, yeah, from working with people, with people that, that think I'm morally up? reprehensible. Is parlor back up, Brian? Um, not on my app. I heard it was up in some limited capacity, but, yeah. um, just as a landing page. Oh, okay. okay. Got it. All right. Let's move on. So let's, uh, let's, let's do a wrap up question here, Jared. So ask your question. Now you've been dying to ask the, the whole time here. <laughs> Basically, what are you guys, uh, looking for personally in, in, uh, pursuant of your training in the future? Jerry, you're first. I would like to see, um, you know, now that we've had the uh, close quarters, so to speak, I would like to see, you know, starting to stretch that out a little more. Uh, like I, from what it sounds like, what you normally teach in this class. And, um, you know, I, I, keeping the same format, I mean, just to, we, you talked about it, that you don't know what you don't know. And, that's the whole thing. You know, I, I think I'm, I thought that I was fairly proficient until I sat through the first 15 minutes of your class. So uh, that's, you know, I would like to see more of the same, but it, you know, maybe outside you were talking low light. Uh, that was the first thing that came to my mind was low light because that's when we will need it the most in my opinion is low light when somebody's breaking into our house or when you know at, at night when somebody's creeping around the house whatever and and those are the things that we really need and when i say we i mean i really need help with the most yeah half of our life is spent in the dark we just sleep six or eight hours of it so we neglect that and uh that's a that's a big deal so hopefully we can bring that to you 
And it's something like 80% of self-defense encounters are at night. So it's it's one of these, uh, there's a term uh, or a field of study, Bayesian analysis, where you take the probability in, of an event occurring and multiply that times the severity of if it, if it occurs as a way of scoring what you should focus on. And so, yeah, I applaud you for understanding that um, probability is very high and severity is even higher. So, yep, you're on the right path. It's basic so the follow-up follow question then is, when will you be bringing that to us? Uh, we're working on that right now. Just, it's in the uh, works. Communicating with... It's in uh, the mail. With, it's coming. Um, it's coming. It's either... I mean, we're working on scheduling uh, VA training uh, in Winchester, Virginia in the next few months and uh, also talking about coming back to Royal Range. Um, but well, man, somewhere we're, else we're, here in uh, in the area, yeah, yeah, An outdoor we're, range. So, yep, we're on it, man. Jason, oh, Joe or Jason, uh, Jason, yes, uh, yeah, um, Jerry, Jerry kind of hit on my my uh, my question was the low light. That's something I would like to work on too. Low light and shooting from cover; those are two things that like like Brian said, it's very statistically uh, probable. And that's something that we can't really, you know, I have a, a home range. Um, something I can't really train is, there, you know, they won't allow shooting after dark. Um, and it becomes a violation of laws in some places after dark. And so it's something that you can't really get that training um, on a lot of ranges without special special. Yeah, it's something you got to go look for. Yeah, definitely. Right. You got you to look for it. Yeah. Joe? Well, if you guys if you guys are willing, I mean, we're, we'd be closer to you, Jason, than probably anybody, but if you guys are willing to travel, um, you know, we we have phenomenal locations here in Texas. We've got a phenomenal location in, in Virginia. Um, so you just got to be willing to get out and, and cover a few miles, but we can certainly bring that to you. So just keep an eye on the schedule. Um, Joe? Um. <clears throat> I like the idea of low light. I like the idea of uh, cover concealment. Um, I personally, uh, um, I like, maybe I'm a niche because my girlfriend's a firearms instructor. So I, I live and um, I'm in love with a warrior. So uh, team tactics, specifically two person team tactics is a thing that I would love to dive into. Um, and uh, low light team tactics would be even better. Awesome. <laughs> And then, uh, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. Everybody got me. My original thing was going to say, uh, actually learning to shoot the AK at distance. Um, cause I've never shot past hundred yards with one. We're on it, man. We're working on it. Mm -hmm. We'll bring it. We'll be bringing it to you in 21. I promise. <laughs> All right. So, uh, unless you instructors have any more questions, Brian, do you have any more questions? Comments? No, I think I think we're good. It, it, uh, yeah, it was a great event. Hope to do more. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, it was a great event. And if you missed it, uh, as Jared said, there's some other opportunities coming up. Uh, we're working on some here. There's something in Virginia coming up. And, uh, you know, he does more than AK. There's AR, pistol. So, uh, you know, all the major weapon platforms, they can do it. This was just a specific AK class. 
just kind of celebrating the AK Corner, talking about AK Corner going into our third season. Thought it would be a good opportunity to bring some of you lead heads together uh, with some of the premier trainers here uh, with 212 and then bringing the big brain on Brian into it, just really threw it over the top. And we had great giveaways. We ran some competitions, as uh, you heard there. Of course, you know, Joe didn't give anybody else an opportunity. I think we're going to have to do more. We're going to do some accuracy next time versus doing all speed. Uh, yeah, we're going to make you run a 2 2 4 2 2 at 100 yards on steel. <laughs> hey, I, I, would, I, I will say, I wanted to comment on this earlier the, the fast, careful, precise. I firmly, having not done it, I firmly believe that doing that drill with the, the precise part at 100 probably would have been easier than the way we did it. Yeah, I, I would agree because it's all point of impact. Yeah, but but don't don't laugh at the hundred yard two two four two two. We're gonna do it. I promise. I would love to do that. <laughs> no, no, we need to reach out to hundred and one. We have to break his hundred yard mark. There you go. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah, uh, we'll do it. At two. A big thanks yeah, to Royal Range Art and the gang there at Royal Range USA uh, for accommodating us. Uh, they were first rate in uh, making sure that we had everything that we, we needed to, to pull this off and make it successful. And I want to reinforce that every single time any, any, any one of us walked by a Royal range employee, they stopped and said, are you guys good? Can we do anything for you? Let us know if you need anything. It, it's just the, the people, made that experience so it was great um really enjoyed it yeah if you get an opportunity come to nashville go check out roll range usa uh, awesome group of people there and they do they have all kinds of other training courses too they even do like jujitsu and you know things like that there it's uh it's pretty cool i think aaron wants to come back and do their uh, shoot house <laughs> I, I just want to run through it man it looked it looked pretty cool and they, they had a pretty cool setup anytime i get can get my hands on a shoot house man i'd I love doing it. Hell yeah. We did, we can make that happen next time. Uh, and then, of course, Danny over at Dip. Uh, he changed it. It's not Dipstick Hydrographics anymore. It's uh, it's it's Dipstick Coatings. And uh, they've branched out, and they're doing all kinds of promotional materials with T-shirts and uh, pretty much anything that you can think of. And they did the shirts for us for this uh, AK Corner, AK Concepts class that we did. And they turned out phenomenal. All the students got shirts. Uh, we did a big group picture with everybody wearing their their shirts. So big thanks to Danny over at uh, Dipstick Coatings. That's dip123.com. If you need uh, custom shirts or any kind of promotional items, uh, you can check out Danny there, and uh, they'll take care of you. Make sure you let them know that you're a leadhead. Uh, Seal One, the uh, Clean Lube Protect. Uh, great product, I think. Um, <clears throat> you guys have you received your seal one yet, Jared and and Brian? You haven't. You haven't? Negative. Okay, I just got mine like two days ago. My big package. So you guys should be getting that. You're gonna try it out. I've used it in the past. Uh, it's a really good product. It's all uh, eco friendly based. Uh, it's all green type stuff. So check them out. Seal one. Use the code Leadhead, and you're gonna get twenty five percent off. And then Mission First Tactical provided some awesome trays that didn't show up in time for all the students for the class. We've got our tactical dump trays with the AK Concepts. Uh, so everybody who was on the show today is going to get one of these. So all the Jays, the Joes and the Jerrys and the Jasons and the Erics, 
but we're going to send one to all the students, right? I, I sent those out uh, today, Jared, so you'll get those to uh, to send out. Aaron and Kyle, you're going to get one too. Brian, I sent you one. You're going to get one. Along with I'm your, like Aaron and Kyle. So along with your toothbrush, Brian. Eric <laughs> <laughs> with a J. I yeah, I, I haven't brushed my teeth in a week now since uh, – <laughs> Since I left mine at your place, so yeah, the wife is starting to to complain a little bit. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a nice little Sonic uh, one of those electronic ones. I thought about keeping that, but I was like, ah, he probably needs that. Bless his heart. Yep, yep. Think, well, thank you. Thinking of your wife on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but go check out Mission First Tactical. Use the code Leadhead there. You're going to get twenty percent off anything that they have there. They've got the butt stocks, hand guards, uh, muzzle devices. Uh, the tactical wallets, and then of course the uh, talking lead logo dump trays that you're gonna 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 wish you had. But that's the kind of stuff that we do in our courses. I mean, we take care of our students. We go that little extra mile when you do something that's associated with talking lead, and uh, we enjoy doing it. And thanks to all the sponsors that made that possible, and go show them some love. So, guys, that's all I've got. Uh, for the moment, Jared, give uh, two twelve training groups uh, website, social meds, next classes coming up. Yeah, you can find us at two twelve traininggroup.com or two twelve firearms training.com. Both of those will take you to the same place. Uh, we're two twelve training group on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, we're working hard on the uh, the twenty twenty one calendar to fill that thing out and uh build in some more dates uh we just put a handgun class here locally on schedule um i'm also having to work around the, the haley strategic partners uh training dates because um also part of that organization and if you want to look at opportunities to train with them in your area man we're training from from bakersfield california to new hampshire at the sig academy here in 2021 so there's a lot of different things to choose from um, and we would love to see you show up at, at any of those trainings. So uh, let us know. You can email me at jared at 212firearmstraining.com. Um, the, my, my phone number, my contact number is on the website also. So just reach out to us, and we'd love to help you, man. We'll thank you guys so much for coming and supporting us in Nashville. And thanks to uh, Brian and, uh, and Aaron and Kyle for coming. And you too, Marty, you, you're a huge part of this, and, and I can't thank you enough, man. It's just been wonderful to well, be a part of it. Well, thank you too, brother. It, uh, it was awesome. I appreciate uh, everything that you did as well, making this happen for the Leadheads and uh, you know, bringing cool. in the quality trainers that you've got there with Aaron and Kyle. Aaron, uh, where can they follow you on the social meds? So just, just on Instagram, it's uh, AaronK888. It's just my personal, my personal one. It's pretty much firearms, though. Um, so I'm part of two twelve. So just follow me on there if they want to. And, uh, okay. Kyle, see all the gun stuff I post. Kyle's new to social yeah. meds. He got forced to, to make a, <laughs> so an Instagram page. Yeah. I can thank Brian for that. Yeah. They can follow me at uh KMO one Oh one. So that's K underscore M O one Oh one at Instagram. There you go. And then of course, Occam defense solutions. Uh, he gave some pretty sweet prizes out. Uh, to our students as well while he was there. So, Occam Defense Solutions, sponsors of the AK Corner, which we got coming up uh, in a few days. We're going to have to record that, Brian. We're going to be talking comp at, competition shooting. Yeah, a growing thing in the AK space. It's really fun to see how fast you can push this platform. Yeah, we may have to get Joe on there. We're going to get him involved with the uh, competition shooting, looks like. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, OccamDefenseSolutions.com. And, uh, yeah, OccamDefense.com. Occam Defense Solutions on the gram. Um, and that's that's pretty much where I hang these days. We simulpost to Facebook. But, uh, you know, it's not a not a place where I answer comments and stuff. But comment section Instagram is a great way to talk to me. Um, and then we also have a YouTube channel. We will have our full 30 account running in a couple days here. Um, and, of course, you can email us if you would like to buy a gun. There, uh, we don't have orders kind of up on the website very often. Um, but if you want to email us, that's great. Make sure you let them know you're a leadhead. They'll give you a little extra, little extra love, a little extra something, something in there. Yep, and, yep, we do our best. And uh, a big thanks again to all the sponsors of that made the the AK Concepts uh, class happen. If you want, I do one in your area of the of the U.S. Shoot me an email, talking lead. <laughs> Kyle's raising his hand. Talkinglead@gmail.com. And uh, we'll talk about uh, options and how we can maybe make that happen. Um, I, I don't think you'd be, uh, you'd be sorry, definitely. Uh, but we'll try to make that happen. Give me an email, talkinglet@gmail.com. If you've got suggestions for guests or uh, topics that you want us to cover on the show, talkinglet@gmail.com. Now, don't shoot me. A lot of you shoot me uh, through the website. Don't try to contact me through the website because I rarely check those and they don't get forwarded to my my main email address i went in there the other day had like four or five companies trying to get in touch with me about products and stuff like that um, talking about gmail.com is the best way to get in touch with us uh so that does it guys for another episode of the talking led uh, podcast joe jerry jason eric i really appreciate you guys appreciate all the support that you've given us throughout the years and um, if you guys have you know more suggestions, if something else comes to mind, you've got everybody's contact info. Get in touch with them. Ask them questions. Let them know. And then the other people, if you're listening, other students, same thing. Talkingletgmail.com. I'm sure you got Jared's uh, contact info. Uh, but you're going to be getting one of these dump trays, too, so be looking for that soon. They're pretty cool. They're pretty sweet. I'm out. Pretty sweet stuff. All right, guys, until the next episode, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms and closer. And your firearms closer. And your firearms closer. And your firearms closer. There you go. That's perfect. I'm wearing headphones and my girlfriend heard that across the room.